Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. Are you tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? Well, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Are, are you trying to take our jobs? Are you trying to do a podcast? Rob? No, 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 no. It's, it's all good. You guys, you guys are reported. We'll get the people on and it'll be fine. We can all work together. It's a beautiful ecosystem. Welcome to Here to Make Friends, a HuffPost podcast about the Bachelor franchise, where we lovingly snark on the Bachelor and Bachelor-adjacent shows. Whether you love The Bachelor or love to hate it, we're here to break down every single delicious moment with you. I'm Emma Gray. And I'm Claire Fallon. In an alternate reality, you know, in a 2020 not derailed by the COVID-19 pandemic, Claire Crawley might already be engaged, and we would be just gearing up to tear into her cast's delicious bios and rate their awkward limo exit. Oh, to be in that world right now. But instead, Claire is presumably single and waiting patiently to mingle. And we at Here to Make Friends are gearing up for a much different bachelor summer. No bachelorette, no paradise, no idea what to do with ourselves. To fill the void, ABC will be airing a journey into the show's archives called The Bachelor, The Greatest Seasons M-Dash Ever, which premieres <laughs> Monday, June 8th. Each episode will recap at dizzying speed the highs and lows of a single classic season, kicking off with the most successful Bachelor ever, Sean Lowe. We have to admit, when the coronavirus pandemic hit and lockdowns began, we didn't immediately grasp what that even meant for the Bachelor franchise. I mean, you watch, and in some ways, the show actually mimics quarantine. The contestants spend the first few weeks of the show totally isolated from their family, their friends, and the outside world. But the reality is that, of course, these shows require a lot of close contact. You know, the whole making out with multiple people thing <laughs> and group interaction, extensive production staff on location and travel. So production on Claire's season, which had been set to begin filming in March, obviously had to be put on hold. And we'll all have to wait a little longer for The Bachelorette's first season starring a woman over 35. Yes, a little bit longer, but maybe not forever. Uh, last week, we actually spoke with the Senior Vice President of Alternative Programming for ABC, Rob Mills, about plans for Claire's season, as well as you know what to expect from the upcoming Greatest Hits series and the future of the franchise as a whole. And he told us that, as previously reported by Reality Steve, filming for the season is expected to move forward this summer with extensive safety precautions. But what will The Bachelorette look like with coronavirus still presumably looming in the background? 
Reality television has really been faced with two choices in the time of COVID-19. Lean into the weirdness of quarantine and the drama that living under lockdown brings, like Lifetime recently did with their extremely DIY special, Once Upon a Quarantine, or alternatively, provide an escape from the madness. During our interview, Rob told us that he sees the Bachelor franchise as a vehicle for the latter, kind of a way for audiences to forget about the sirens, the masks, and all of the looming uncertainty, even if it's only for two or three hours on Monday nights. So without further ado, here is our conversation with Rob Mills. Hope you enjoy. Uh, I think the first thing we want to talk about is we want to get your thoughts on how you how you felt about the way Listen to Your Heart went. We've just, you know, wrapped up that hmm. delightful first season. It's interesting. Delight first and probably only season. Um, <laughs> you know, it was really surprising. Um, when we sort of had the notion a year ago, it was like trying to figure out what the show was. And it still was like, I, I had a hard time explaining to people what it was even after we shot it. But I was like, just watch and you'll see it's like bachelor there's a little bit of like paradise there's a little bit of like a music competition series but um as we sort of went into this you know pandemic and quarantine and everything i really thought more people were going to watch only because it was like there's no other new bachelor content coming for a while and i was sort of surprised it didn't do you know really that well but certainly the people that watched it seemed to like it so that made me happy we liked um, it. It gave us something you. to do in quarantine. <laughs> well, that's what I thought. Exactly. I thought there'd be more people who said, like, hey, it's something to do. And yeah, and yeah, the the people that watch it, like, I mean, I will say it, it debuted to, you know, rating that wasn't great, but it held the, the audience the entire time. Usually you sort of debut and then it goes down a little bit. And um, So the people that watched it liked it, but um, I was surprised. I thought there'd be more, more people that kicked out would, would come in, so... But um, but happy we did it. I thought the cast was great. And I still think it's worth, um, you know, keeping up with this cast. And maybe some of them will come out of paradise at some point. Who knows? Um, but, yeah, I enjoyed it. And, and certainly I'm proud of the show and think it stands alongside the other offshoots of The Bachelor. So. Yeah, it's definitely a trickier elevator pitch than the, the core it Bachelor was... shows. It was always very hard, and that was sort of the problem. Um, you know, even because it was sort of like you look at it and you say, like, oh, should we keep, should we not do spinoffs? Should we do spinoffs? But like the one we announced where it's sort of like the old, the Bachelor, but with old people, like that one, we got a massive response in people because you can get that e easy. Like you said, it's a yeah. five second pitch. It's just old Bachelor. <laughs> so, um, uh, yeah, it was it was a tough one, but I thought for sure. I don't know what else anyone had to do on Monday nights, but clearly something else other than watch Listen to Your Heart. We definitely had nothing better to do. I know. Um, Thank I you mean, for it having was, nothing to do. I it was, it. I said, you know, we had other things to do, just nothing better. And uh, you know, we, had, <laughs> That's right, we both exactly. loved the show. Oh, thank you guys. But let's talk about The Bachelor, the greatest seasons ever. Um, yes. I think that's the 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 final name. Um, it is. I think we called it something else, and then we we've landed on greatest seasons ever. You I think it's actually like greatest seasons, and then ever. You know. Good, yes. Yeah. The M dash. Yeah. There's an important a, M dash in there. Yes. Yes. It's a very. That's a very Mike Fleiss uh, uh, affluation that he, he likes to <laughs> to uh, 
you know, really hyperbolize everything. So there yeah. you go. It's a three part, a three part title. Yes, um, that's right. So it was announced less than a month ago. Uh, mm-hmm. It's premiering soon. Such a quick turnaround. Can you talk us through how the show came to be from pitch to production? It must have been last minute. It was a really random. Honestly, where it all started was, I think Mike Feist said something on Twitter about something, or maybe somebody he noticed people were asking for old seasons. It was something about people wanted to revisit stuff in The Bachelor. And then we did sort of workshop it where it was like, okay, is it like um, a theme week where it's like, okay, all the, the, the biggest villains or all the, you know, like right reasons week or not there for the right reasons week. and um, Or do we take, do we take a season and run it, you know, over several weeks? And somehow we, we came to, the okay if we have three hours let's try and just boil down one season in in three hours and that was fine that was the permutation that that felt right so that you don't have to live with you know a, a, a season over two or three weeks this way you can get in you can get out it's all the stuff that you remember um and then we'll also be catching up with people too which is going to be fun yeah, that was gonna be our next question. Like, are we gonna get some new footage? Is it mostly? Is it gonna be like you, you know, video chat with someone from their home in in quarantine? There will be some video. Yes, you'll hear from some people in quarantine. Um, people who are part of the seasons. There are some people um, that we have not heard from since those seasons. Uh, so that's very exciting. Um, and it it's just fun to see what these people are doing. I mean, the first week is Sean Lowe. And, you know, he's going to rewatch this with his wife, who's, you know, which is going to be at the very least interesting um, and hopefully fun for them. But um, it'll be good, you know, to catch up with Sean and Catherine as well as other people in the season. Do we get to hear from Tierra? Um, <laughs> let me just say you're going to have to tune in. But clearly, you know, we're not idiots. We know who you want to hear from. <laughs> and I will say rewatching the show. I mean, Tierra, I think, was three separate acts of the show. You forget how great she was. I mean, it, it's it's really, really good. That's when I knew this this is going to work when I was watching sort of the cutdowns. And you really, you know, you remember it, but you don't. like. And watching it again, it's just fantastic, especially boiled down to just the good parts. It's really, really fun. Yeah, good memories of Tierra right now. And, I mean, Sean oh, and Catherine... Yeah. One of the few couples I feel like that did not suffer significant damage to their relationship from watching the show back together later. So that should be smooth sailing. Yeah, it did. It, it seemed to work out. I mean, I think that Sean has said, you know, be gentle, everyone. Like this is, you know, I'm watching my wife when he was talking to us about, you know, cutting it down. But um, uh, no, I think that... Um, you know they're they're super strong. Yeah, they they watched that season air, um, and they've had a pretty yeah pretty smooth path. So I think they'll be okay. Um, I think there are some other ones who are a little bit nervous about watching their seasons back. So it's going to be fun. Yeah, who else? What what other seasons are we going to get? The first three we announced were Sean, Caitlin, and Ben Higgins. And then, of course, we're going to do Juan Pablo at some point because you have to, There, you know, anyone who didn't know, first of all, because A, it was a great season. 
And B, you know, just in case you didn't know Claire or forgot about Claire, need to be reminded how great she's going to be as Bachelorette, uh, this will be your refresher course. I'm so excited for that. Mm -hmm. That season was one of my personal favorites. Like, I, I think you guys need to cast more Bachelors who most of the women end up despising, personally. Well, it's fantastic. <laughs> I don't feminism. disagree. Not that, that that was not the intention, but I will say... <laughs> You know, it's funny. Part of the reason Juan Pablo aired the year after Sean, and Sean was sort of like the perfect bachelor. Like he was, he was a guy that was just everything you wanted the bachelor to be. He was there for all the right reasons. He was sincere. He was just a good guy, and he ended up finding his wife. And now that you know they've got kids together, it's all great. So after that, we really needed to take a left turn, and it was more that we didn't know he was on Desiree season for like five minutes, but he was great in those five minutes. Yeah. And so we didn't really know that much about him. It wasn't that, uh, and he was, look, we sat down with Juan Pablo. He was, and I, I believe he went in actually very sincerely. He had a, he was a single dad. Um, he was looking for someone, but yeah, some, something went awry. And uh, to your point, yeah, I think uh, most of the women, if not all, uh, we're not fans by the end of, end of the season. And it was a great follow-up to Sean's season. Right. It ended up being incredibly entertaining. So mm -hmm. a happy That's accident. Right. <laughs> it was. It was a total happy accident. So um, I'm excited for that. And then the other thing I should say, too, um, we also are going to be following up with people just from – that are just – if there's news in Bachelor Nation – we'll do video chats with those people as well. So it's not going to be just about these old seasons, but just anything that's going on. Um, you know, if we had had the Jake and Vienna breakup happening, then we would have done that interview for this. So uh, anything, this will also be late breaking news from Bachelor Nation as well. Are, are you trying to take our jobs? Are you trying to do a podcast? Rob? No, 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 no. It's, <laughs> it's all good. You guys, you guys will report it. We'll get the people on and it'll be fine. <laughs> we can all work together. It's a beautiful ecosystem. Anything that you want to see on the show, let us know and we'll get it done. That's right. Yes, we, we're our long game to become producers of The Bachelor, <laughs> finally bearing fruit. That's right. We're one step closer. <laughs> uh, so should we be expecting something sort of like a celebrity watch party type format where we're getting the scenes like interspersed with commentary and like screen and screen? No, I think it'll be more, hopefully, you know, you don't want to take you out of the, you know, the, the journey of the seasons. And I do think, even though we've all been there, at least, you know, for me, rewatching it, it's been really fun to revisit. So I don't think you want to sort of unsuture you too much from that. But I think that, you know, what you'll see is you'll, you'll just have more kind of video interviews with people who are part of it. And also, Chris will be there to sort of serve as a bridge because you are talking about boiling 22 hours down to three hours. Yeah, Chris is really earning his keep as of late. <laughs> he is, that's, yes. He, he, he knows he has an important job to do as sort of the, uh, you know, the, the godfather of Bachelor Nation. So uh, he, he's always there for us. He needs to usher us all through this uh, COVID That's exactly time. That's exactly right, and he's happy to do that. <laughs> What a guy. Yeah. Uh, so, so how has the production process been going? Are editors like working on it remotely at home? Uh, what yes, does that everyone's process? Been, yeah, everyone's been working remotely and 
it's amazing how you know how much you can actually get done and do that and still be safe and um it's it's actually been a pretty smooth process i think just the hardest part has been just the working and reworking of this because you know at first it 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 felt sort of disjointed. How do you tell this story? Um, that part's been hard, but everyone's been able to do it, do it remotely and do it from home. And that's been totally seamless, actually. It was actually what we had to do on Listen to Your Heart as well. We had just sort of started, I think maybe we had locked the first episode. And then once everyone was sort of ushered into quarantine, we, we had to figure out how to do it. So everyone's now used to it and it's like a well machine. That's fantastic. Yeah, it's great. Um, it's, yeah, it's really interesting to see various industries kind of adapt to to this new it is, reality. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Yeah. Um. So we are really really excited for Claire Crawley season and are very happy to know that it you guys are still planning to move forward. Uh, with absolutely. It. What are the plans there? Well, I think that ideally, what we're gonna do is have everyone you know tested both cast crew and everyone everyone will be sort of tested and once everyone is negative you know we'll all be sort of quarantined in a place for a couple days when everyone's negative um we will know we're okay to proceed and we would just shoot from the the location we're at and it'll be a little bit different we'll we'll obviously do in a place that that's kind of big and sprawling and able to have a series of different types of dates, but there wouldn't be travel. Um, you'd be there, but it'll still feel like a bachelorette. And uh, I think the most important thing is just making sure we have the right 25 or 30 guys. And then I think it'll be a great season. I mean, she is fantastic. She's totally ready to go. And she's so ready and sincere about this that I think she doesn't care where we did it. She's just happy to get the chance. Yeah, I mean, I think it could provide a really interesting sort of shakeup, honestly. Uh, and yeah, I is think there like a time frame for this? Yeah, well, I think we'd like to have it on. I think we'd like to shoot this summer to have it on for the fall. I think we'd want to have it ready for the fall because I think, you know, we want to get it back sooner rather than later. And then hopefully, you know, if we return to some sort of normalcy, We'd like to keep Bachelor on that time frame, so that could premiere in January. Wow. So, I mean, it's already May. So, have you guys mm -hmm. sort of begun putting pieces into place? To oh yeah, it's going? been a. This has been a, and I have to give the producers credit. I mean, they've been working round the clock just to put things in place to make sure this is safe. I mean, you have to remember between Warner Brothers, who produces the show, and then you know, ABC, which is Disney. I mean, these are two huge entities, so they're not going to let anything happen unless they know it's 100% safe and you're not putting anyone at risk. So they are really working 24-7 to, to just be able to show these, you know, the, the producers, the, the production companies, that this can actually be done and it can be done safely. So everyone's... But this is something we've been thinking about since really since this all started once you sort of knew you know at first it was like okay we're stopping down for two weeks and then it was like okay we're going to be stopped down a little bit but maybe we'll just do travel by road trip or things like that. and then once you started to realize okay this is we're really just going to do it at one location then 
it was just full steam ahead on that and, and just figure out how to get it done as soon as possible because everybody, you know, everyone wants to get back to work. Um, you know, everyone wants to get this uh, done for Claire and, you know, just for all the, the viewers, all the Bachelor Nation, you want them to have the show back soon because I think everyone needs it. Yes. And if you're, if you're at one location, what does that mean for conventions like, you know, the, the hometown dates or like meeting the family? Will anyone else be allowed in or out or? I think we'd have to look at that. Either we'd have to, you know, figure out a way to get, bring, bring the families to, to the location and then get them tested and Mm -hmm. quarantined while we wait for those results. But Hopefully we'll have some sort of variation of that. And uh, we'd want it to look as close to the real show as possible. I mean, I think that what we've done, I think what, what we did with American Idol was fantastic, finding a way to keep that show going. But I think that people, the viewers still want things that look closer to what they want. I don't think everyone wants to be reminded that we're all in the middle of a pandemic and in quarantine. So you want that escape and over the top feeling so i think no matter what hopefully we'll have it but those are definitely issues we're gonna have to think about yeah and claire's really just in the same position so many single people are right now which is i can't really date again until this is Mm -hmm. figured out that's right yeah exactly yeah Mm -hmm. Um, she's waited a long time for this opportunity, um, starting with one. It is amazing. You know, she's just, she's waited so long. She's always, you know, been there. She's been part of the show for, for so long. And then it finally happens. And then a pandemic. <laughs> Awful. So, so but I just, that, that, but it does make me think no matter what we're going to find it, it's probably going to be one of these guys that we cast after we had to, you know, postpone the show. Like I do think we're going to find that guy for her her forever guy and you know it'll be all worth it that's we were wondering about the casting process because obviously we saw that you guys have continued casting um even though there was you know a crop of men announced as as potential cast members how has both you know the fact that you're able to keep casting and the fact that there's been a lot of public conversation about the people that were announced like how has that changed the uh, process of, of casting now? You know, it was, the thing about Bachelorette is it's on such a timetable. We start filming five days after the Bachelor ends. Right. So we sort of, a lot of times you just have the guys that are, that have applied. Um, and they're always, look, they're, they're great guys, but most of those guys that applied for somebody who would just come from Pete's, Peter's season. And so Claire was, was a kind of last minute like announcement. And I think had we known it was going to be Claire earlier, we probably would have announced her like in January, right when Peter's season started to, to try and get, get people. But we didn't, and we were ready and Claire was, was ready to, I mean, she, she's really only dated younger men, believe it or not. So, um, it wasn't a problem. We had some people who were, who were probably right for Claire, who you'd cast for Claire, but it was great. That was the one thing the stop down did was it allowed us to reopen casting and just now Claire has been announced. So the people who were on will know it's for her. And um, I think, like I said, hopefully that helps us uh, have a better shot at finding our match. 
Are we going to see a few a few more guys in their late thirties into early? Yes, 40s? you'll definitely see. Yeah, you'll see some people closer to closer to her age. Absolutely. Yeah. Another thing that Emma mentioned is that like because this list was announced and then there was this long delay before Claire even met them in person, there's been public conversation between them. She appeared to be subtweeting one of the cast members at one point. <laughs> um, I mean, do you guys look at this as possible fuel for narratives on the show or would you rather minimize off-screen elements creeping on? Would you rather like not have guys on the show that have been part of that kind of thing? No, I mean, I think that it's, you know, it's one of those things you don't want to encourage it necessarily, but you also don't want to just pretend it doesn't exist either. So, you know, I'm sure that, that this stuff will absolutely be used as a, it, it'll be acknowledged in some way. Um, but I don't think it's, I think you just have to realize that we have had a stop down. Claire was supposed to start a few weeks, a few months ago. Um, there are people who were going to be on that season that knew it was her and she knew, she now knew who her guys are going to be because they were announced. So you just had to let it play out, but don't pretend like it doesn't exist. I think that's when the show has really sort of evolved and become more relevant is when it does realize that it does exist in the real world too. And it's not just this fantasy and this other stuff doesn't happen. So I'm sure this stuff will be acknowledged in show. Glad to hear that. I, I yeah. agree. Personally, I like when there's just some acknowledgement of the yeah. bachelor universe lives on outside of just filming. And it's messy. It's not just, it's not all perfect. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> what about spinoff concepts? Like, is there anything that we might see to kind of dovetail more with the restrictions of living in a pandemic? Are we, are, is the goal to just go back to shooting something like Paradise, you know, in the format that it existed before? Or are you guys kind of looking at this coronavirus stop as like an opportunity to rethink some of the spinoffs? You know, we've talked about everything and we talked about, do we just shoot Paradise first? Because that's, you know, in some ways easier to shoot because that is all in one location. And then do we do it or do we, do, how do we do things? And then this, this just what we're trying to do with Bachelorette has proven to be so daunting that we're really now just taking it one step at a time. I think if it's the one thing we've learned about this pandemic is, you know, every time you think you know the answers, they change the questions. So it's, uh, it, that, that part has made it sort of, so we're like, okay, let's, let's get Bachelorette done. Then let's make sure we get Bachelorette done. And then let's see what the state of the world is. You know, I, either things are going to get much, much better, or if this is status quo and this is the new normal for, you know, the foreseeable future, then absolutely we will. What I think we don't want to do is not, be able to do paradise because that's enough you know these shows mean so much to everybody so i think we want to have all of these we we want to have them all continue and i think that the more time that goes by the more we're figuring out how to do it but hopefully things go back to normal and we can do things the way we used to do them sooner rather than later so are, are you looking at continuing paradise this year or is that more for like next year 
My, I think, you know, again, because this is so difficult, I think we probably would see Bachelor in the fall, Bachelor when you normally see it, and then most likely we'd be back on schedule. So then you'd have Bachelorette next early summer and then Bachelor in Paradise, gotcha. um, which is a long hiatus from Paradise, but it does give us several years to restock the pond. Like there'll be so many people that we can have on there. It'll, I guarantee it will be the best season of paradise ever. Yeah. It's kind of exciting. I mean, I'm sure that yeah. um, the ladies from Pete season are upset that their Instagram following. Can you believe it? Ahead. I know there were so <laughs> many women that were going to be amazing on that season, but it'll, you know, it'll be great. They yeah, won't be the new, they'll... they won't be the new ladies at that point too. So it'll be fascinating. Exactly. I yeah, think everyone will have dynamics. a little more perspective. I think it actually could be mm-hmm. a really fun mix. You throw in, throw in like Rudy from Listen to Your Heart. Like. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I love it. We're going to take a quick break, but afterwards, we talk to Rob about the responsibility that ABC and Warner Brothers have over the Bachelor Nation narratives that take place off screen. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Sometimes there will be something that is just like nagging at me, bothering me about something in my life. And I just swirl it around and around and around in my head and don't quite know how to address it. And something that can really help me sort that through and like take action is therapy. I completely agree. I've been really stressed lately because I've just been getting sick over and over again. And before I know it, I'm feeling a lot of emotions and I don't even connect where they're coming from with the actual origin. We all carry around these stressors, right? And when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a great safe space to get things off of your chest and figure out how to actually work through whatever's weighing you down. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash love to see it today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash love to see it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender, I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that 
I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily, I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, something for every diet. Their fresh, never frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Oh, I'm so happy the weather is finally turning. If you, like me, have been wanting to update your wardrobe for the long haul without, you know, spending a fortune, then Quince is for you. You can build up a lineup of timeless pieces that will keep you looking effortlessly chic year after year. Like premium European linen dresses, blouses, and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry, and so much more. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes those savings right on to you. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, as well as premium fabrics and finishes. I love Quince for all these staples. I mean, linen is my favorite summer fabric. They have so many amazing linen staples. I also found my new go-to like summer running around to the playground in the coffee shop bag. It's the pebbled Italian leather front sling bag. I can just fit a wallet and my phone and my AirPods in it, maybe some lip balm. Absolutely perfect. I'm so obsessed with it. And the price was exactly what I wanted to. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash LTSI for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash LTSI. Anyone who's been listening to this podcast for a while or even not that long knows that we love article. I mean, honestly, I'm looking around my home right now. Coffee tables from article. That lovely chair out on my deck. Article. Our big console. Article. I'm My bed frame. Article. This is an article household. It is. And it's, I mean, it was an inspiration to me. We finally got our first article piece of furniture recently, our new couch. And my husband and I are both constantly just like, how did we live before this couch? This is such an improvement over what we had before. It's so comfortable. It just seems to get more comfortable every day. I mean, it's the couch you dream of. 
And the reason that we have both been able to find ideal furniture on Article is because Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some really delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. And their team of designers are all about finding that perfect balance between style, quality, and price because we all want the best of all of those three things united in one piece of furniture, right? Plus, they're dedicated to thoughtful craftsmanship that stands the test of time and, you know, looks good doing it. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. And now back to the show. Yeah. And in the meantime, I mean, Bachelor Nation is very online during this mm-hmm. lockdown. Yes. And it almost seems like maybe because there's nothing else going on, uh, people are paying even more attention to the ins mm-hmm. and outs of Bachelor Nation. Uh, we had yeah. like Tyler and Hannah B's quarantine crew, mm-hmm. Instagrams. Yeah. Uh, how do you guys approach that? Like, is it a blessing for the network that people are still so engaged or does it feel a little like out of control? No, I think it's great. Like I said, it exists in the real world. And certainly it does show that it's not, the show is not made up or, or not real. And these aren't real people or they're playing a part. I mean, they're all, they're real people with real feelings. And I think it's, it's great that this still continues on. And like I said, these will just be storylines that will feed into the show. I mean, look at how paradise you know blake and stagecoach and everything played into to bachelor in paradise so i think this stuff is 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 great i think it's great that people care um and we'll find more ways to address it and show and they, you'll definitely see if there are storylines to address in greatest seasons ever we'll we'll address them there too um and obviously you know along with like the fun quarantine content when you do have these offshoot stars that then then in a lot of um people watching them and mm-hmm. and calling them out when they you know screw up obviously there was a recent unfortunate incident where Hannah B said the n word um mm-hmm. on Instagram live which begun this like pretty major discussion amongst bachelor stars including Rachel Lindsay and Mm -hmm. Nick Vile, how how do you kind of think about that from a network perspective, given that these people are tied to the franchise, but of course, you know, these things aren't happening on a set. Like, right. Yeah. Well, there's, yeah, there's only so much you can control it. Um, And, you know, 95% of the scandals that happen um, are more sort of fun scandals, you know, you know, Peter and his mom and <laughs> things like that, where it's sort of things that we're all relatable to, you know, something like this is certainly not fun for anyone, but um, I did think the stuff that Rachel had to say was fantastic. And if that was a teachable moment for people just outside the franchise who saw it, I think that that's all you can hope for really. Yeah. I mean, Rachel, 
did uh, take on kind of a big role in addressing it. And, mm-hmm. um, and it seems like she often feels uh, compelled to do that, um, perhaps because of her sort of unique uh, position in the franchise. Yeah. Um, but she is also like a co-host of like the official uh, Bachelor podcast. So does that put you guys in a space of, of you know, having conversations with her about how these things play out or, or how, what kind of support she can expect from ABC? I think she'll have unequivocal support. I think we're really lucky to, to just to have Rachel as part of Bachelor Nation. I mean, and she does, you know, it is, she, she's sort of unique there. I think that we are certainly trying to do better in terms of casting. And I think that the show has made a major change, but I still think there's even more. And, you know, when Rachel says, I turn around and see all the leads and, you know, I'm the only one that looks like me, that's, you know, that says something. And I think it's, it's great that it happened, but there should be more. Rachel shouldn't be the only person that feels they need to speak on it. But that being said, I think we're incredibly lucky to have her. Yeah, she really, she really is just fantastic and ends up doing a lot of, a lot of the heavy mm-hmm. lifting. So bless her she does and she does it in a way though that like i said i think that you know i i think she's going to be very impactful on a lot of people and i think that's great because i think she's just she's also just an awesome person and just fun and funny i think that's why her season was so great absolutely are we perhaps gonna get a rachel season flashback during greatest seasons ever? Uh, you never know. I think it, you know, it really depends how many weeks we go. Um, yeah. It's been kind of fluid, but certainly there was a lot to remember in Rachel's season. So, oh um, and we haven't heard from, you know, Peter Krause in a while. So that would be fun to catch up with him. Yeah. Remember yeah. that guy. Oh my God. Yep. There's already been a whole mm-hmm. other Peter since Peter, but we <laughs> yes, still want right, to know. Exactly. We still want to know. I know. That's right. Um, I want to zoom out a little bit and just because you have such a unique perspective, like, do you expect that ABC and maybe other networks are going to have to lean more heavily on reality and alternative programming over the coming year, given all the crazy production delays across the board? Uh, Yeah, I think so. I think that as hard as it has been for us to figure out how to do things, it's probably twice as hard on the scripted front. Um, you know, I think that they've been very nimble and I think they, they've had virtual writer's rooms and stuff. So I think writing is going on. Things will be going. But when you get into actual physical production, I think just in terms of, you know, how you shoot a sex scene or a fight scene or if you have a big crowd gathering, I think those things are going to be hurdles and they're working on them every day and they'll figure it out. And I think it depends on if things take a turn for the better or for the worse, as we start to see things kind of reopen. But um, I think as we, it, it was sort of like with Bachelor, we're, oh, we're going to push two weeks and then it was two weeks the, with scripted. It was like, okay, you know, we're going to push the production of pilots. And then it was like, okay, we're not going to do pilots. We're going to do full series orders. So I think that everyone still doesn't know exactly what's going to happen, but I, yeah, I do think, scripted is going to be a little bit trickier to come back so we are definitely you know trying to be as ready as we can to provide you know unscripted programming if we need more than than we already do yeah it feels like it's just going to be a really weird next year all around yes it's going to be a very weird year that's exactly right (laughs) 
Uh, yeah. Well, we are so excited to dig into the greatest seasons ever. Is that yes, the greatest seasons yes. ever. Greatest seasons and ever. And Thank you. Ever. Yes, exactly. That's right. Uh, and it sounds like if it goes well, we might get more and more from the archives. Yes. I mean, I just, at a certain point, we'll run out. We only have so many. And there's, for whatever reason, some of them, like Emily Maynard's season, there's a weird rights issue or something. So we couldn't get that one. But um, we'll see if we, we can untangle that by the time we get to week 20 or whatever it is. But um, <laughs> well, that was a great season. It was a great season. I know. I know. I mean, um, Rob, we um, did a little mini live tour last year and we have <laughs> Alex Michelle's season. And those yes. clips are just unreal. Incredible. Yes. Oh my God. It's amazing. Just watching, just Chris, the fact that Chris Harrison was this through line and you see him, you know, he starts with these suits that were like five sizes too big for oh men's wearhouse. Oh my God, the suits. Like, what <laughs> and then was he gets, I know. In 2000. I know. It's very upsetting. Yeah. yeah. It was it was pretty crazy, I know. Yeah, the suits, the mock necks, it was a different time. It was um, a different time. <laughs> so we're excited to see more of the evolution of The Bachelor mm -hmm. um, that brought yes. us to the present day. Uh, we yeah, so it's going to be really fun. No, absolutely. Yeah. And we'll have to have you back on to check in um, as yes. they sort of change very quickly yes absolutely i will um i can talk to you guys from uh, wherever we're quarantined shooting bachelorette this summer yes uh, oh yes. that was so fun Robbie, <laughs> be fun so so appreciate you taking the time and this was oh really thank fun. you both for everything you do i love you know all that you guys do i, I loved when you guys did your uh, when you took it on the road so <laughs> thanks for all the support you guys are amazing Oh, thank you. Thank you. That's we'll great to hear. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Talk soon. Take care. Bye. Have a good Stay one. Stay safe. Bye. And that's it for Here to Make Friends. Thanks to our guest, Rob Mills, and our producers, Nick Offenberg and Sarah Patterson. Give us a follow on Facebook and Instagram at Here to Make Friends Pod. And of course, you can follow us individually on Instagram and Twitter. I'm at Emma Lady Rose. And I'm at Claire E. Fallon. We'll be back next week to recap The Bachelor, the greatest seasons ever. First up, Sean Lowe, plus more bonus episodes that you will not want to miss. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour.